Hey, y'all, welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so glad to have you listening today. Thank you for checking this out, especially if it's your first time. I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, be sure to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, I am so excited to share this guest with you today. His name is Donnie Slade. He has been in ministry for over 25 years. He has served on staff as the children and family pastor in Rome, Georgia. He and his wife, Christy, have helped start three churches, which gave valuable experience in how to build a ministry from the ground up. Donnie has also been an event director for Kids Blitz Ministries for over 15 years. He and his wife, Christy, travel all over the United States, sharing the gospel with thousands of families. In June of 2020, he became the president and CEO of Kids Blitz after Roger Fields, founder of Kids Blitz, retired. Donnie says becoming the leader over a ministry in the middle of a pandemic does not make sense in the natural, but God makes sense in the supernatural. In the natural, the timing could not have been worse, but it was perfect timing in God's plan. Donnie has a love for the local church and its leadership and wants to partner in ways to see the gospel reach as many families as possible. I am so excited for you guys to hear this conversation with Donnie Slade. Donnie Slade, I am so excited to have you on the Collide Kids podcast today. Uh, Kristen, thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. Will you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I uh, sure will. Um, my name is Donnie Slade. I live in Rome, Georgia, or just outside of Rome. Um, grew up here, uh, went to college here, left, went to seminary, and came back to help start a church. Um, and met my wife in college. Uh, we've got three kids. Our kids are 29, 27, and 25, and all three of them are married. Uh, we've got two grandbabies and sh- one on the way. Um, and so we're excited about that. <laughs> but uh, I love kids. I love what I love ministry. Uh, my wife jokes that um, no matter where we go, if it's in a restaurant, if it's at Walmart, kids tend to gravitate towards me if you've ever seen the movie santa claus with tim allen um <laughs> when he goes kids soccer game and he's sitting on the bench and all the kids start lining up to talk to him my wife says that's me so <laughs> love kid um my wife has to tell people um i promise he's okay he's a children's pastor kids love him <laughs> so yeah, love kids we went to disney not, not long ago and it, even there um She's like, they must think you're a Disney character because all the kids just keep looking at you and want to talk to you. So love kids. Uh, what a Disney character do you think you look like that you would have resembled? Well, my granddaughter, um, this is no joke. She, her name is um, Sadie Joe, but we can't call her Sadie Joe. She says, I'm Sadie Bell because she loves Beauty and the Beast and she calls her daddy the beast and she calls me Gaston. So I'm Gaston. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> But I'm not mean like he is. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so tell us about, and you have this ministry for kids, but tell us about your ministry. Okay. So the ministry that we have is called Kids Blitz. Um, and we do a couple of different things. We do a kids event. We do a family event where we call parents and kids out of the office to play games. So if we do Kids Blitz, it's just for kids. Um, for instance, we do an event 
for a church every year at Easter up in Tennessee, and they'll have 25,000 people on their campus um, oh. that weekend. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the parents go to the services, and they, they literally have four, maybe five now, auditoriums. And so the parents will be in, in four of those, and we have the kids in another one. Um, and we'll do five, six, seven events that weekend just for the kids. Um, and so I think that's first through fifth grade is who we have. Um, and so we'll call kids at, up on stage, play games, present the gospel throughout the event. But we do other events like Upward. We do back-to-school events, VBS uh, opening or closing. Um, sometimes people just say, hey, we just want to do an event and do a family event. And moms and dads are there. We call them up on stage to play games with their kids. Everybody likes to have fun with their kids. Um, but we do it at church instead of at the bowling alley or the roller rink or, you know, wherever. Um, and we set up this huge set. And we call parents and kids up on stage, play the games, present the gospel. And it's about an hour and a half event. Parents and kids love it when they leave. Um, they, they say, when, when are you coming back? Uh, we did an event just this weekend in Florida and had five or 600 people there, had over 50 decisions. Wow. And um, those were moms and dads. And it was really cool because I, we, we, the way I do the invitation or did this weekend was, you know, had them bow their head, close their eyes. The decision, I would say, everybody look right here at me. If you made a decision, lean over, let mom and dad know. You see all these kids leaning over, letting their parents know, hey, I just – I just asked Jesus to forgive me my sin. And then I'll say, um, parents, if you made that decision, let somebody know. And there was a mom who leaned over and told her husband, and her husband just grabbed a hold of her. And so now we know that family will never be the same. And so that's what it's all about. We love it. It's a, it's a great time. That's amazing. What a great story. Um, well, I love this. I want to hear all about how you got started in Kids Blitz. But before we do that, uh, because this is a podcast for kids, we always like to start out with a joke. So do you have a joke you want to share with us today? I got two. Um, invisible man married an invisible woman. The kids were nothing to look at either. <laughs> That's bad. <It's... laughs> the other one was that my wife and I, we watched three movies back to back. I was excited that I was the one facing the TV. <laughs> I get it. You are back to back. Oh, good. <laughs> I won't torture you guys with them. <laughs> those are good. I like that. Movies back to back. All right. <laughs> Parents are going to have to explain some of those. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. So you told us about Kids Blitz a little bit. I think it sounds so much fun. Tell us how you got started in this type of ministry. Well, you know, you and I were talking a little bit earlier. Um, I, I graduated from college and went off to seminary, and I was there for a year. And um, we moved back to Rome. Um, God called us back here uh, to help start a church. Never thought I would leave seminary for one until I was done. Never thought I'd move back to, to Rome ever <laughs> thought I was, you know, moving away and going to, you know, do ministry who knew where, but always thought maybe I was going to be a student pastor, maybe a senior pastor, but we came back to Rome, helped start the church. Um, for the first months we just prayed, just asking God, okay, send the people. We, we didn't want to start the church without starting in prayer. And that's important no matter what you do, you know, you need to be, you need to be praying about it. Um, 
but started the church in October and there was nobody there to do kids. And so I told the pastor, I said, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do the kids to start with, you know, somebody needs to. And so the first week we started the church, we had over 200 people there. And I think we had over 30 kids. It was crazy. Um, and for the next couple of weeks, I, I did the kids part. And one Saturday night before church on Sunday, um, God woke me up in the middle of the night and had me turn to the book of Matthew and just opened it up. And it says, let the little children come to me. It was Jesus was talking, you know, the disciples were saying, hey, you know, let's get these kids away. He's like, no, let the kids come to me. Um, and God just autom- almost audibly spoke to me and said, I want you to be the children's pastor. And at that time, you know, there was, I mean, this was 25 years ago, over 25 years ago. And um, so I went to my pastor the next morning. I said, hey, I need to talk to you. And he said, I need to talk to you too. And after service, went up to him. He said, hey, I want you, I, I really feel like God's calling you to be our children's pastor. I said, well, that's funny because God already told me that. So as I said, we started the church and we were there for 10 years and saw God do amazing things. We grew to over 1,200 and um, children's ministry just was going, blowing and going. And God was, we were seeing people saved left and right. And But when you start a church, you also have to have a second job um, because there's no budget for a children's ministry and so our children's pastor. And so um, I was working a secular job in I would have events come to our church. And one of the events I had come was kids blitz and had them come and then started talking to kids blitz on and off. And they eventually asked me to be a part the Southeast director. And so I would travel and that became my secular job. Uh, let's say it became my second. And so I got to travel all over the country. I wasn't just the Southeast director. I mean, I was going to California up to, you know, Connecticut. I mean, I was all over. And um, the good thing about that was I was able to see what other churches were doing, what worked, what didn't work, what kids loved. Um, You know, I'd go and talk to kids and, hey, what do you love about church? And they'd say, well, the walls look like this. Our teachers do this. um, I talked to parents and parents would go, you know, our kids love this part of it. So I'd be able to bring that back to my home church and that was part of the reason why I really feel like our church grew the way it did was God um, enabled us to see things. You know, I, I've been praying the prayer of Jabez, which mm-hmm. is father story. Um, and there's more to that. Prayer, and that's a really cool prayer that parents can teach their kids. There's a really good book out there. The prayer of Jabez. It's real simple. Um, but I prayed that it's a real easy read that you can read to your kids too. But, um, the prayer of Jabez, I prayed that and God began to extend our territory, um, to the point where we were all over the country. And so was with kids blitz. Um, when they called, asked me to, to be the Southeast director, I remember it like it was yesterday because it was my daughter's seventh birthday and we were at a, a little jumping gym place where, you know, they can jump on the trampoline all that stuff to have the balls, all that stuff. Anyway. Um, and I remember asking my kids, Hey, what do y'all think about dad being able to do this? And my kids were like, dad, you'd get to share Jesus with thousands of kids all over the country. And I was just like out of the mouth of babes. And so we really have had, had the opportunity to do that. We've seen thousands upon thousands of people come to know Jesus. Um, in the, I say that was in 2004. And so what we're 18 years in, um, 
so we've just been able to to go all over. I think I've probably driven over a million miles, um, done over 800 events. Um, but back in 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, everything shut down, you know, churches shut down, our events shut down, you know, kids had to skip school, <laughs> you know, they kids had an extended vacation. That's um, right. <laughs> And moms and dads were going, please, can we open schools back up? <laughs> but, please. you know, we didn't. Exactly. We had an event at the 1st of March. We had over 40 events canceled. And uh, the guy that started Kids Bliss, Roger Fields, he had been, you could tell he was getting ready to retire. And so he did actually in the middle of 2020, around May. And we took over in June of 2020. So we now... Kids Blitz is our full-time job. We I don't like to say we own Kids Blitz. Um, I'm responsible for paying bills. Um, and so, uh, you know, Kids Blitz now, we have three teams. We're looking at starting our fourth. Um, and so God's just blessed. So that's kind of the, the long story of how we got involved with Kids Blitz and kind of how we are the, the Kids Blitz people. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. I love that. And I love how it just lines up that way. You know, how God works those things out. Uh, when when he wants you to do something, he definitely makes it clear. I love that, you know, your pastor told you and you're like, yep, I already know that. <laughs> so I, I think that's so good about God, how he confirms things for us. You know, when we have questions or we're not sure, he makes sure that we understand. So that's good. And And I yeah. love that Kids Blitz is all about kids having fun and really learning, uh, hearing the gospel in such a fun way. What are some things you do to make it fun? We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. So just some of our games, um, you know, are we use a jump rope, but it's a heavy jump rope. It's a, we do games that kids might play at school or somewhere else, but we, we have a kind of a twist to it. So like our game, they have to wear a real funny big hat. They have to wear big flippers on their feet, you know, swim flippers. Um, and they have to use a big heavy jump rope. And so they're trying to get over that jump rope. Um, the best they can. They can go forwards or backwards, and they're competing against someone. So we put the auditorium in half, and one side we call the mosquitoes, and one side we call the jellyfish. Um, and so uh, you have somebody from the mosquitoes competing against somebody from the jellyfish, and, you know, sometimes the kids fall, but they get back up, and they don't give up, and that's important in life. We don't give up, and so every one of our games has a spiritual meaning um, behind it, and so um, it's just a, a lot of crowd involvement as well. And we always have people ask us, why, why, why do you call us the mosquitoes and the jellyfish? 
And so we used to do blue and green, but you know, you go to some places and if we do an upward event, I don't know if you're familiar with upward, but Mm -hmm. a lot of upwards, you know, they wear jerseys and everybody would be wearing blue jerseys. And so it just didn't make sense to have blue and green because sometimes that was confusing. So we're like, what can we do that won't be confusing? And we started thinking, well, you could call them bulldogs and jackets. Well, if you're in Georgia, that would not be good. (laughs) That's right. Um, you know, or, or if you're in Alabama, they definitely don't want to hear about the Bulldogs, right? <laughs> um, so we thought, well, what what names could we come up with? And we we're like, well, let's, nobody will ever choose mosquitoes and jellyfish. And so we came up with that, and the oh, kids have fun with it. But for the parents, the fun, it was something kind of funny. Um, three months after we came up with those names, Zika hit. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, you know, mosquitoes. We're like, oh, man. So, But we couldn't change it to that. So, um, <laughs> You know, when we took over Kids Blitz, um, and I don't like saying take over because that sounds, it can be kind of negative. It's when God, I guess, turned the ministry over to us, I guess is a better way to say that. Right in the middle of a pandemic, that doesn't make sense. Right. Even though some things don't make sense, if God tells us to do it, we need to do it. And and we we sometimes will see why God told us to do that. And sometimes we won't, we just have to trust him. And that's what faith is all about. And that's one of the things that we've taught our kids through the years. And even we, we see our kids now tithing. Um, you know, one of the things that our, our kids learned at an early age was it's important. It's not ours, it's God's. And so we give back to God what's already his. and We can't outgive him. And our kids have learned that it's fun watching them now that they're married um, tithing. And then our, our son, he and his wife that have the two kids, um, our two grandbabies, even teaching their kids now the importance of, of giving back to God. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the joy that I get out of children's ministry and, and seeing kind of that light bulb go off. And so, yeah. Why do you think it's so important for you to share the gospel when you go to these events? Because I mean, it's, it's a fun event. It's just something fun you can do with kids, but what's the importance to you about sharing the gospel? I guess, I guess the reason why is it's the most important thing in the world. Um, it's the good news. And why would we not share the good news? I mean, okay. You probably picked up on it. I'm a huge Georgia fan. Um, Georgia won the national champion. The Braves won the, the World Series. Um, you know, it's been a great year for, for Georgia. And, and I talk about that with friends. And we talk about things that are good. Why would we not talk about the greatest news of all, which is the gospel? Um, we were at a church, and we gave an invitation. And we saw people come to know Jesus. And afterwards, somebody from the church said, it's amazing what happens when you give an invitation. And she went on to tell us that she knows too many churches that they don't, um, you know, they don't give kids an opportunity or parents an opportunity to respond to the gospel. And, and she made the statement, why, why even come to church if you're not going to give people a chance to respond to what you talk about? And, and so our, our heart behind it, we're very evangelistic. He defeated sin, he defeated death, and he made a way for us to to have a relationship with him again because our sin separates us from him. You know, it's, it just is the greatest news of all and we should be sharing the greatest news of all. 
Absolutely. And I love that you have this opportunity for parents and kids to be a part of this. Why is it so important for parents to attend these events for you guys? We do the kid event, but my favorite is the family event um, because you'll have not just moms and dads there with their kids, but you'll have teenagers there. We've seen a lot of teenagers come to know Jesus at these events. It's important for parents to have a relationship with their kids. God has given us that responsibility. The greatest responsibility that we have as parents is to raise our kids in a godly way. The greatest decision any of us will ever make, any, the greatest decision kids will ever make is the decision to follow Jesus. And moms and dads need to be a part of that. When I was starting out in ministry, my favorite things was to give an invitation and have kids come and talk to me. And I would get to lead them in a sinner's prayer or I'd get to lead them to Jesus, you know. Um, and then at the end, I'd get to go downstairs and tell mom and dad, hey, your kid made a decision today. And you could see the excitement in their face, but you could also see that, wow, I wish I would have been there. Mm-hmm. And, and God spoke to me early on, you're robbing the parents of the greatest gift that they can receive outside of their own salvation is when their kids come to know Jesus. And so I began to put those two things together. Um, instead of, if a kid had questions, I wanted mom and dad to be there. Um, and and it, it, moms and dads, we need to take the responsibility serious. And one of the things I say in our event is it's not the church's job to raise your kids spiritually. It is our responsibility. The church is here to partner with us, to give us the tools we need. On an average, we have 40 hours a week at the church. Parents have over 3,000 hours a year with their kids. If you take away sleeping and school and all that, who has the biggest influence? When I was, when I was in the local church, one of the things I would always tell the parents was, mom and dad, no matter what we think, we are the greatest example for our kids. The question is, are we a positive example? Are we a negative example? And so we want to be that positive example. And so the way we do that is we've got to spend time with God. We've got to teach our kids what it looks like. Um, and, you know, I remember growing up, my, uh, if I went to my grandparents' house, my grandmother, every morning when I would come for breakfast, she was sitting at the table reading her Bible. My grandfather you already had his Bible. He was already done with his. He was out you know, doing something else, but you knew he'd had his quiet time. My parents, the same thing. My mom is a prayer warrior, um, up every morning praying for everyone in her family, praying for a coworker. So, um, my dad is my hero, um, because my dad, um, taught me what it meant to be a Christ follower. And so I just have a strong heritage. Not everybody has that, but it's never too late to start your own heritage. And so that's one of the things I want to tell parents is, you know, maybe you didn't grow up in a Christian home, but your kids can and their kids can, and it's never too late to start. That's good. That's so true. And, and even if there are kids that are listening that their family doesn't go to church or they're, they don't have that heritage, like you said, they can start and they can find those people in their life, in their communities. Maybe there's a friend at school that you could go to church with. Uh, if you're interested in finding a, a spiritual community, you can find that for sure. But that's so special when the parents get to be a part of that. I was just talking to a young young boy uh, actually yesterday, and I was, he he plays baseball. And I said, "How'd it go?" He said, "We didn't we didn't do too good." And he said, "But I don't care because I didn't play." And I told him, "I said, no, it's important that you cheer, even though you lost and you didn't play." you're still a part of that team and you need to be a leader and you need to encourage the other players 
And he said, well, okay. And he, I told him, I said, you know, the Bible teaches us that we need to do all things as unto the Lord. So no matter whether you're playing or whether you're not, you need to have a good attitude and you need to be a leader and you need to help other people along the way. And so as boys and girls, you know, we do need to tell other people about Jesus as well and um, do that by finding, finding, like you said, other Christians to, to hang out with and, and spend time with. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, I love this. And I think it's so cool that you have this ministry that goes all over the country, sharing the gospel and having lots of fun with kids. Before I let you go, I always like to ask my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us today? I, I do. Um, if you allow me, I'll, I will share two memories. If that's okay. Um, One that I like to share is um, a not so good story. I was in second grade and I had played in a baseball game. And and so I was all excited, even wore my uniform to school that day, got home, didn't do my homework um, because I was so excited. Um, But I should have done my homework and went, played in the game. When I finished the game, we came home, we won. And so went outside to play with my friends, celebrate. I was riding my bicycle. It wasn't supposed to be because I had not finished my homework. <laughs> and my dad left the store and I went outside and I was riding my bike and I rode into the middle of the road and got hit by a car. And for the next six weeks, I couldn't walk. Um, my leg was messed up and I'm okay now, but it was a very important lesson that, that I learned that day was a couple of things. Number one, I need to obey my parents because if I would have obeyed my parents, it wouldn't have happened. And, and for the next six weeks, I would not have been in a bad shape. So I needed to obey my parents and do the right things. Um, because when I obey my parents, I'm also obeying, obeying Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so just needed to learn that, hey, when my dad tells me to do something, I do it. And he's not being mean. He's just wanting me to do the best thing. But that, I guess the second story I'll tell is when I was six. And I remember sitting in, at that time we had children's church. And Mr. Bruce, um, and now you've got to remember this was 44 years ago. I'm 50. So 44 years ago, I remember this like it was yesterday. And I was sitting towards the back of the room. And Mr. Bruce was talking about a relationship with Jesus and he gave us an opportunity to respond. And at the age of six, I was one of the younger people in the class. Um, Mr. Bruce said, if you want to ask Jesus to forgive your sins today, if you want to ask him to be Lord of your life, come forward. And so at the age of six, I got up and walked to the front and um, talked to Mr. Bruce and and then talked to my parents. We talked to the pastor and a couple of weeks later I got baptized. Um, which baptism is not what saved me. It was a relationship with Jesus. Just baptism was letting other people know that I had asked Jesus to come into my life. And so um, that was the greatest day of my life. Um, that it was the day that um, my eternity changed. And so um, that's, I, I, I guess I told the, the first story to say, even though I was a Christian, I still what didn't, I wasn't perfect. I still made mistakes, but I had to ask for forgiveness and follow up. So, you know, just because we, we still make mistakes and we just need to make sure that we um, own up to them 
we ask for forgiveness and, and we try not to do those things again. Yeah. So that's amazing. I can't believe you got hit by a car. <laughs> hit by a car on my bicycle. So Man. yeah, learn, learn the lesson the hard way. So boys and girls don't learn the hard way. Listen yeah. to your and look, say. and look both ways, <laughs> even <laughs> when you're on a bike. <laughs> that was the other thing. Don't play in the road. I mean, there was a <laughs> rule broke that day. So, um, yeah, it wasn't one of my better days. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing with us today and for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So I think a great lesson we just learned is don't play in the road, kids. <laughs> I am so glad we got to hear from Donnie Slade today. I just love his ministry and what he's doing. He is so passionate about sharing the gospel. And like he said, the gospel is the greatest news. And so it's so important to share the gospel. I also love that he talked about tithing. He said tithing is just when we realize that what we have is not ours. It belongs to God. And so we give back to him what he gave to us. I think Donnie talked a lot today about having a relationship with Jesus. So if you're interested in that and have questions about that, be sure to talk to your parents or grandparents about this or find a trusted friend or a leader or someone you know who loves God and has a relationship with him. You can also reach out to Donnie's ministry, Kids Blitz, by going to their website, kidsblitz.com, and kids is spelled with a Z, and learn more about their exciting kids and family events they do around the country. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Ryan. Hi, my name is Ryan, and I'm going to tell you a joke. Why do the students eat their homework? Because their teacher said that it was a piece of cake. <laughs> I love that joke. Piece of cake. That was a good one, Ryan. Thank you so much for sharing that today. Hey, kids, if you would like to be on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. If you have a favorite Bible verse or a favorite joke you want to share, you can find information about how to send that to me through my social media. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. Hey, would you like to support the podcast? Here's a few ways you can do that. First, be sure that you subscribe and follow this podcast on social media and subscribe so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using and leave a rating and a review. That really helps so much for other people to find out about the show. You can also share this episode with friends and family and tell them why you and your family like to listen. Or you can go by my website, collidekidspodcast.com and click the link that says buy me a coffee. It doesn't really buy me a coffee. It's just a way for you to contribute some financial support that would help me a lot. And anytime you think about it, I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Well, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope that you find some time to spend with your family and be grateful for all the things that God has done in your life. And I hope that if you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus, that you talk to someone about that today. In case no one has told you, I would love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Thank you for listening.
Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.